Gray Fox. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, a video game podcast where every now and again a bunch of friends jump on a podcast and talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. Hootanani! That's the thing you say when it's the New Year's, right? Anyway, this is the first pod of 2023, and join me on the pod this year. I have Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, and for the listeners at home who can't see this, he has some glorious heads floating behind him. They look amazing, the artwork. You should tweet about it or something. Anyway, how are you doing, sir? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. This is the first time I've been on this show forever, it feels like. First time as a married man, hey? There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. It's good to be here. A good, a good huzzah to you. And uh, well, another huzzah, Mr. Alex Hemming, our trophy hunter. How are you doing, sir? Hello. Yes, not too bad. And yeah, we've, we've missed you, Mikey. No, I mean, I, I, I've li- I mean, I've listened to the show. Um, well, I say I listened. To it. I didn't listen to the last. Oh, the last one was with AJ, correct? Yes. Yeah, uh, he came on to talk about um, Illusion Island. I did not listen He's to that a new one. game. So apologies. It's cool. He talks about talks about stuff, and yeah, yeah, we talk about video it's games. A very interesting perspective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a voice you're not hearing is Mr. Jonathan Moles, uh, producer Moles. He's having some laptop issues. The developer of the group cannot access a website. <laughs> no comment <laughs> but uh but he will be back on the pod very soon he'll be editing this one so hey up moles so anyway gentlemen uh, this is the first pod of 2023 and because december hit us like a sack of shit and uh we traveled we saw mikey got married in spain it was a beautiful day uh we didn't do much of a pod towards the end of the year so this is the the 2022 slash 2023 pod uh where we're going to be talking about video games what we love what we hate from 2022 and our hopes for 2023 now I'm going to ask the video game stuff gets paused for why we talk about the 2022 slash 2023 stuff. I just want to ask you, gentlemen, ask me these questions too. What have you been watching or potentially reading over the Christmas vacay? Michael, anything that graced your screen that you enjoyed? In watching stuff? Yeah, like TV, film. Like what, do you, what was in the Michael household over Christmas? Nothing. Nothing? Gen- genuinely, no mate, shows. Um, didn't watch a thing over Christmas. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, that is, you know what? That's a lie. That is a lie. I watched Die Hard 1 and then Die Hard 2 because uh, my wife, that's right, had never seen those films. <laughs> and so we watched Die Hard 1 and 2. We've got number 3 and 4 to come. And we will pretend number 5 never exists. Um, that's good. Good. Uh, good. Was there anything else? I might have watched, I think I watched half of a what Home Alone. What did she prefer? 1 or 2? Uh, I think she really liked number 2. Um, I, I, I think it's a bit of a bum rap number two. I think it's a bit of a classic. I thought it was pretty good. I, it was, I, haven't, I haven't seen it in literally years and years and years. And uh, I thought it was very good. But number one is legendary. So, yeah. Of course, it's like it's like the goat. Uh, you should get a diehard thing to go on your yeah, world. That'll, that'll be epic. <laughs> Another goat. Um, but there's one line in Die Hard 2, which is just the absurdity of the moment where he's like at an airport, like literally a year after Nakatomi Plaza. And it's just like... How could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? And it's just like, we're all thinking it, Bruce, but you pull it off, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play Apocalypse, the Bruce Willis, like, 
No, original. I, I did hear of that. It's meant to be good, right? I fucking love it. It's so good. Um, it's, yeah, apparently he signed his likeness to that game. Mm. So, and in the same year, what, they made... What's this? Like he, so he done it. So Apocalypse is a... Everyone thought it was going to kill Hollywood and kill video games at the time. <laughs> it was an original story, and it was the first time ever an actor gave his likeness and performance to purely... The medium of a video game character so it's original story with bruce willis playing the main character in this video game using his likeness and because he signed his likeness as part of the contract for this video game he did not realize that they could not use his likeness for other video games in the same year that the fifth um... element came out so in the fifth element video game they couldn't use Bruce Willis's likeness, so they just made a generic bald man. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. But anyway, the apocalypse. It was. It, I thought I loved it. It was great. It was, I think it's just like Bruce Willis. But uh, but yeah, it was a classic. So, anyway, Hemming, what you what was uh yeah you know, what was mm. on your TV screens over Christmas? We have been binging Stranger Things, catching up. I am a little bit behind, uh, but slowly getting there. We finally reached up to the penultimate episode of season four. And we were like, ooh, there's enough time for one more episode. Uh, it's two and a half hours long. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe at the weekend. So, yeah, I have, it's bloody good. I can see what all the fuss is about. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when people discover, like, you've, you've joined it just at the right time. Maybe not. Maybe next year, should I don't, when season five comes out. But, but we're like this tapestry of stuff. Like, I got into Game of Thrones at about season six. So, like, I had six seasons of Game of Thrones to get into, motherfuckers, when you fuckers were And then waiting. disappointment to follow. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically, maybe I'm the reason. Maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I, I get onto the fans at the wrong time. <laughs> I'm going to get hate mail of just, like, you made Game of Thrones shit. Um, but, uh, but, so, before we get into video games and the categories, I'm interested to hear what was your pop culture things that you liked. So films tv shows oh my god is that the the sound of a mold <laughs> <laughs> is that the forehead oh, of the pot <laughs> <it is. laughs> hey <laughs> for the listeners at home our producer jonathan moles who is a developer uh was able to access the website <laughs> he's on he's just logged on <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I should say the amount of times that Mikey has subtly joined and we've seamlessly carried on the show. This one, we're like, Moles, no, fucking stop everything. <laughs> Can you hear us, Moles? He's shaking his head. I don't know if that means he can't hear Does us. Does that mean he can hear us because <laughs> he's, he's responding? Or... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, he's back. I'm keeping all this in. I can't, he's got to edit it. Moles, please keep, keep this in in the edit. <laughs> Unless he can edit it on his phone, I don't think it's sustaining. <laughs> I'm continue on by trying to log in. Good thing we're not like, live streaming this. Um, so um, I'm gonna, I'll kick it off, and you guys, please uh, shout at me the things that you liked or didn't like, and concur with this. So I'm gonna start that. I'm gonna start off with movies. <laughs> well, I've just got a WhatsApp message. I think that's, I think that's the the forehead of moles <laughs> contacting us. Um, but films, uh, I'm gonna say the best films that I have seen this year. Bullet Train. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. Brad Pitt, fucking stellar stuff. Uh, the Batman. Absolutely. There, Mike's giving the thumbs up there. He gives the, the Batman seal of approval. In a world where we have had nine Batman movies, 
and they're just doing the dark, gritty reboot, they still manage to find new and interesting ways to tell a Batman story. Battingson's incredible. Like, long may it continue. Mikey, your thoughts on the Batman? Uh, I think it's the best Batman movie there's ever been. Wow. Um, the more I've watched it again since I first watched it, and um, I love the Keaton movies. I love the Nolan movies, but in each of each of those, again, I'm not counting the Clooney and the Kilmer days. Yeah, yeah. The those from from the Keaton side of things, they are wonderful. But and I have to always butt it. There's something. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Michael Keaton is probably my favorite Batman. But as a f- overall film, I, I don't know. They think they seem a bit of their time now. The no- it's an 80s Burton movie. Right? Exactly, right? The yeah. the Nolan movies, I really like um I really like all three films. I should stress this. Um I really like the first one. I thought Ra's al Ghul was cool. Um I like the story of him becoming Batman. Obviously, The Dark Knight is The Dark Knight. Fine. Um, And the third film, despite it making zero sense, um, I really enjoyed Bane's voice. That was enough for me to give it at least a 7 out of 10. I was wondering what would break first. Exactly like... uh, (laughs) Your spirit or your body? (laughs) I am the League of Shadows. It's just incredible. Um, Raise our ghost destiny. (laughs) He was incredible the entire way through. He left me... Every line. Entertained. It paid for. Just... (laughs) For you for, for you. <laughs> um, Sorry, we're just going to do bait oh impressions this entire pod now. Tom, Tom Hardy's got range, man. Yeah, He's man, got he range. Has, um, <laughs> but, 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 but Christian Bale, as yeah. Batman, is horrible. There's there's an element... Yes, that is... <laughs> there's that... <laughs> this is horrible. It's just I honestly I rewatched all three of those films last year and I was just like the more I watched it the more Also the action. Can we talk about the action in the Dark Knight trilogy? Look, we are all you've listened to this pod. If you listen to this pod, you know how much we fucking love Batman. Don't at us on this. But the fight scenes in nearly every Nolan Batman movie I think us three could coordinate better fight scenes. <laughs> I felt I thought the I thought the famous backbreaking scene because that is the mo- one that if you look the at most iconic it's image the most Batman, iconic yeah. fucking comic panel there's ever been in Batman and they completely whiffed it in 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 Rises man they completely whiffed it and it's like oh how is that not like I remember the first time I was in the cinema and I watched that film and I was waiting for the the, 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 the back-breaking scene. And I was like, oh, I think that was it. <laughs> like, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't was that, like Was that obvious. the moment? You didn't even get the angle right. Like, you know at least I mean? recreate the fucking panel, right? Do you know what I mean, right? And yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah, very yeah, let down. Whereas, right, whereas our, with our pats, okay, I mean, it's fucking amazing. It's oh, genuinely pats. amazing. <laughs> the, the, um, the cinematography, I thought the villain, I, 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 I too hammy for me at times a little bit hammy but I was intrigued the entire way through I thought Colin Farrell as the penguin was masterful um, oh, Cat- hey what are you doing oh 
shall we now? Yeah, man. Uh, Falcone and Carmine, or what, well, no, Carmine, Falcone, and the other dude. Like the fucking, the, those guys were fucking amazing. Like the guy that ends up being her dad, like that guy yep. deserves all of the fucking awards. I love that guy. He he's was incredible. He's had a hell of a year, by the Mate. way. Like he's in a TV show called Severance. He knocks it out of the park. He went from being like the guy in the Transformers movies mm. to the piss out of being a legitimate top tier actor. Mate, that guy is incredible. Um, and then obviously you've got, uh, what's her face, that plays uh, Zoe Kravitz, yeah? Yeah, Lenny Kravitz. I could uh, let's just say, oh, I, let's just say, I would happily watch her on my TV every single day of the week, and um, <laughs> and then fucking R. Pats as Batman is in, is is incredible. The scene, mate, the the, the scene where he that you the first moment where something in the way comes in, and yes. he drives back on his fucking bat m- bike to the to the cave of wonders, right, and. <laughs> <laughs> He gets, he gets in there, and as he's fucking, uh, as he's obviously narrating the thing, where he's just like, oh, it's, it's I, honestly, you want them more, isn't it? It is just, I, I got goosebumps when I watched that scene for the first time, and every single time I've watched it since, which has been plenty because it's on YouTube and I watch it all the time, it's just fucking perfect. It's every single thing that I want Batman to be. It's every single thing I want Batman to be. The yeah. issue is. The only issue with these with this long, film though, is that it is a bit long, and I I struggled with um, with Scarecrow a little bit. I, I felt like he hammed it up. Right? Riddler, sorry, not Scarecrow. Yeah, I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. he hammed it up a bit, and I th- I worry that the next one is going to be the Joker again because I don't want another Joker movie. I don't want another Joker movie. I'm done with them. Just give me someone else yeah. now. Give me just make fucking. I want to see Victor Freeze in this world. Yeah, man. I want to see something cool. different or, like that. Or like that. Clayface. Do something really fucking weird. I don't know. I don't know. Anything but, else. Um, before this, beca- I feel like we should do a Batman pod one day, my friend. Um, <laughs> but uh, on, the, on I know people can't see this, so I'm going to describe it to you. I purchased The Art of the Batman book, which is available Ooh. on Amazon right now. Now, if you are into Batman stuff, uh, get this book now because uh, it's only in limited print. And I've got also got the Art of the Dark Knight trilogy, and I've got the Art of the... I, I buy the Art of the Batman movie books because I think they're great, and I'm, I'm a nerd, and I like reading about that sort of stuff. When they discontinue them, they shoot up in price, and they become impossible to get. You can get it right now for about £20 on Amazon. Highly recommend it. The only thing I will say about the book is that if you're looking for a alter... Because some of these books will say... It'll show you pictures of other people that have been casted or concept arts of things that don't make it into the film... This is the official uh, WB book, which means this is only stuff that made the final cut. There is lots of stories, which unfortunately aren't in this book, but there are, and I'm going to plug Batman on film, um, Jeff, I can't remember the guy's name uh, from a while back. He's done loads of great interviews with the what-if scenarios. If you're looking for a what-if, you're not going to get that in this book. It's just the official, here's the, here's the Batarang, we designed it. But uh, your point, and I, I think you already knew this, Mikey, it's confirmed by the director that he modelled... Um, he's, he's Bruce Wayne, is Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Like, he literally said that when he was getting into Batman, his favourite band was Nevada growing up. Well, that, he li- he, that, there's something in the way that was what he listened... Because he, he list- he list- when he writes scripts, he listens to a lot of music, and when something in the way came on his playlist, it really resonated with him as he was writing, and he basically had it on repeat as he was writing the script, and he was like, this needs to be in the fucking film. Because yeah, it was yeah, that imagery that in his part. head, you know? And final thing, the thing he injects himself with... 
it's not Venom. Says it in the book. He keeps adrenaline on him. That's it. Cool. <laughs> And I was like, there we go, there we go, that, that solves that mystery. Why'd you make um, it fucking green then? Yeah, why'd you make it glow as well? <laughs> like, you know, like, anyone's going to look at it and go, it's Venom, oh my God, is he, like, Venom coming see, up? It's Monster. It's just <laughs> Monster Energy. <laughs> just, Boom. Batman just carries Monster <laughs> Energy on him. Let's go. The time. There is such a tie in there, isn't there? Okay, Chug so I lug. finish off movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just spent about 10 minutes talking about the Batman. Uh, every game, I need to watch it. Uh, oh. <laughs> I've not seen it. I need to watch it's it. It's incredible. I, I, it's incredible. I don't know why I wasn't given this sort of amazing hype about it earlier, Mike. I needed you to just talk to me. About I, I, it. I, yeah, I, um, this, this did come out when we were doing the pod as well. Why didn't we talk about it? I don't know. When when it when I watched it on um, when it hit HBO Max, and I I messaged uh, Woods, obviously friend of the show, and um, I said to him like, "Bro," because he's obviously fucking loves Batman as well. And I was like, "You need to see this film." You need to see it. And he's in, he, he waited for ages to see it. And I said, like, you know, what did you think? And he also thought it was great. And it's like now, right, Flinty, Woodsy, and myself, a Batman film has come out which has pleased all three of us. That's tough going. And so you yeah. know you've done something right if you've done that. Especially when the casting I was so, uh, about old R. Pats. Turns out that dude is the greatest actor of all time. What a man. <laughs> Incredibly. So, Henry, get on it and then tell us your thoughts yeah, over 2023. Um, another movie which you can actually get now on Amazon Prime, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, there was a film about multiverses that came out this year, and I've got to tell you, I didn't think the film about Everywhere, Everything, All at Once would be the best multiverse movie ever. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but Michelle Yeoh, who is probably one of the greatest actors ever, um, who legitimately was the stunt woman of Hollywood for the 80s and 90s and did not get the recognition she deserves for her acting ability, is going full on display of her entire acting range. Not only that, it brought us back, uh, you know, the kid out of Indiana Jones in the Goonies. I can't remember the actor's name. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, he he disappeared after those films because no one would cast him again. Thirty-eight years later, this is his first acting back. gig since then, and not only is he incredible in it as well, he's also back in the next Indiana Jones movie. Anyway, I don't want to spoil it, but give it a look. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yeoh absolutely fucking kills it. Um, Glass Onion. If you like uh, Knives Out, then you're going to obviously love. The sequel. Um, I personally love Benoit Blanc. I loved Knives Out. Uh, I think Daniel Craig is a revelation in it, doing a foghorn leghorn impression. I was going to say, I, I, I have not seen this film. I have not seen either of them yet. I just know Benoit Blanc has an hilarious accent, and oh, I need to watch mate, There's this. I've been wanting just to voice memo Mikey when he has seen these films, because I imagine we would just spend all day sending voice messages to each other, just going, I suspect foul play, <laughs> and I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> Uh, but again, you know, stellar cast. The only thing is, is that this film has read its own headlines. This film knows it's part of a franchise now that everyone loves. The first movie was like Ryan Johnson after making a Star Wars movie, which, let's face it, was pretty shit. Uh, licking wounds and making his own little project, which was his own world. It was a surprise package. It was fantastic. Now... Two, three years have passed. Now everyone knows what we're getting. So it's hammed up to the 11th degree. There's too many special effects for my liking for a murder mystery in a house. But 
it's still great. It's the same chemistry that made the first film great, and it makes you just want to watch tons more movies of just Benoit Blanc going around solving mysteries. I want to see him double up now. There's an internet campaign to get Benoit Blanc to team up with the Muppets, and that's all I <laughs> want now. <laughs> also, yeah, Big yeah, Dave, by the way, there needs to be a whole conversation about this another time. Dave Batista is the most interesting actor in Hollywood. Right. He's brilliant. Outside of Drax, he has taken such interesting choices, like from Blade Runner to being in Glass Onion. He's been a Bond villain randomly, but he's in a new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like He is really quietly conquering Hollywood. Fair play to you, big Dave. Um, else on the movies front, Top Gun, Maverick. Uh, anything we want to say about yes. probably the most successful non-comic book movie of all time um, that film was fucking amazing sorry for, I'm just swearing I forget what please, part I'm on please please that, 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 that <laughs> film was incredible I, I, I watched it uh, on my own late at night because I was like oh, I'm just going to watch this fair enough I'm still awake and I was so I had so much adrenaline by the end of it that I did not sleep and then the next day, I obviously I woke up and I said to salute my my wife. That's right. We need. Have you, have you have you seen this film? We need to watch this film. And I watched it entirely again, less than twenty four hours later, and I enjoyed it even more. Um, the the scene where Cruz rocks up and just does the fucking the the course to prove that it can be done is without a doubt one of the best scenes in cinema history. I loved that. So much, I wanted to cry with joy. What a film, what a film, what a film. And even the guy at the start, the one with the really cheesy face, the, the, like the, yeah. the guy that you're meant to hate, even that guy, I love him at the end of it. What, what an incredible guy. Man alive. And also, you know the, main, you know the guy that plays Goose's son? Yeah. I have a question for you, Flint, because you're a man of film and I am not. That's, he must be related to Richard Gere. Because he looks exactly like a young Richard Gere. It's it's obscene. He does very much look like Richard Gere. Now I want to actually see if he legitimately is. Uh, what's his name? It's Miles Teller, isn't it? Uh, Miles Teller. If I just Google him and Richard Gere. <laughs> it's literally Richard Gere lookalike. Um, no. How? However, when he was growing up, he used to do... Look, he used to literally, he used to literally do lookalikes, as in he would be a double, whatever you call them, those lookalike people you hire for parties. He would do that for Richard Gere and Elvis. There we go. Mm. Man, Richard You're Gere was named. Man, actually, Richard Gere was named people's sexiest man alive twice. Yeah, Richard Gere. So they're the worst people to look like. <laughs> that is very true. You love Elvis. Uh, am I right? Figure an Elvis fan. I am a big Elvis fan. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Elvis movie? No. Yet. <laughs> apparently the guy who he gets to play Elvis has got the best set of pipes ever like to the point where like the Elvis estate gave the thumbs up and they didn't edit the voice for the movie as wow. in, like, that's his voice singing wow um, wasn't there a weird thing about him afterwards where he, he claimed that he couldn't get rid of the accent anymore because he'd been speaking as Elvis yeah, for so long still he had the accent for now. months like you watch right. interviews with him and he's still doing the Memphis accent there you go um, which is kind method. of weird he also he also sat down with like relatives of Elvis and they would like for the filming and like the research and it was kind of weird they started asking him to talk like Elvis to them and read letters they had from Elvis 
No. And it's like, no, that's, no, no, that's some no. fucked up leave. therapy there, isn't it? Yeah, that's, leave. That's, that's a bit weird. <laughs> um, anyway, on the, else on the film front, uh, for my, my, for, to finish off my shit of, uh, shit I love this year when it comes to films, uh, Prey, uh, the Predator movie. Uh, this came out very quietly on Disney Plus and, I know Moles has got his problems with it. I was hoping for an interesting back and forth between me and Moles about what we liked and didn't like about it, but he's not here. So the official verdict from this podcast is it's a great film. <laughs> uh, but just actually back on the Maverick front, just before we, we, we finish on that. Um, Maverick is a reward to Tom Cruise for telling the film studio, no, fuck off. You are not putting this on a streaming service. This deserves to be on IMAX. This deserves to be seen. And he sat on this film for two years at great expense to him and the studios to say, I think this film is going to be a revelation in cinema. It grossed over a billion dollars in the, you know, globally. That is the reward you get for perseverance because he knew he had something there. And honestly, I don't think whatever the highest accolade you can give Tom Cruise for service to culture and arts, it's not enough because that man puts his body on the line. He fucking firmly believes that movies are meant to be enjoyed by everyone. And also the spectacle needs to be as believable as possible. He's literally frying himself off a fucking plane in films. He's riding a bike over a canyon like Homer Simpson on a skateboard just for your entertainment Henning for you I know he does so much for me (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful Tom so give him all the awards Uh, gents is there anything else on the film front that came out this year that is worth noting the only thing that I'm realising from this whole conversation is I did not watch enough films this year I I was trying to think of films that I actually watched and I, I think I went to the cinema twice and I saw uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, which was, that was a lot of fun. Good choice. People gave it a bit of a bad rap. It seemed to get very meh reactions. Because everyone wants to shit I on MCU it. and everyone wants to shit on Taika Waititi. I, 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 I do not like that guy, The because he was in, what's his name? Taika Waititi. There you go, that guy. Waititi. I'm not a huge fan of his, I have to say. Um, I because watched... he's married to Rita Ora. Uh, no, no, believe it or not. I watched um, that. What's that <laughs> film with Ryan Reynolds in where he played Mr. Nice Guy or something like that? Where he played, he's in the video oh, game. Oh, uh, Free Guy. Free Guy. I watched that and he's in that and it irritated me beyond belief. Yeah, he's bang average in that. Um, I'll give you that. And that appears to be his entire shtick, annoyingly. And yeah, that, yeah I don't like that shtick, if I'm honest. I did find her. Fair I enough. thought Thor Love and Thunder was a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I thought it was too. Yeah, I had I really a great time. It. And I was quite bemused by the um, the criticism it got as, as well. I was like, oh, I thought my, it was... my criticism of it is nothing to do with with the film itself. It's just, and James Gunn does this to a lesser extent of taking massive stories or characters that have such a rich tapestry of backstory and just making them a punchline. For the yeah, it's just like oh well. Yeah, we can never explore that story properly now because we've kind of done a shit, kind of a half-assed version of it now, like Planet Hulk with Ragnarok and that kind of stuff. That being mm. said, it's still a great experience. It's still a but, great film. But when are you going to get? Yeah. When, when are you going to get a big film dedicated to just that? Right? Like for me, I know. I know. When I know I'm a big man, baby. <laughs> I know that. But when you're when you're when you've got such a ridiculous history of things to pull from, I think there is there is a desire to nod to things, and I think. Fans, I like it when I'm when I know when I know what's being nodded about. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And 
I would rather that than they go down the DC route, which is everything serious all of the fucking time. And it's yeah, just, there's yeah, no yeah. joy in anything. There's just zero joy. And there's only one character that I will watch gladly with zero joy. And that's fucking Batman. All right. And like, look at Black Adam, man. I got half an hour in and gave up because I was like, this is just a yeah, pile of shit. it was shit. not good, was it? Like, I watch a superhero film to have fun, to enjoy yeah, myself. Yeah. And and The Rock is the most likable man in the world. How is this made? But he's made it so all about me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. He, he only plays The Rock now, or, or it seems that way. You, yeah, well, you either a die a hero or you live long enough to become The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> needs to turn heel that's what we're saying what, maybe turn heel turn heel okay so I think the reason why there wasn't that many uh, when the highs were high for movies that was great but it wasn't that many highs because like you say um, pop culture have been absolute I mean TV over 2022 in my opinion has been probably I'd say probably the best year in TV of variety and different shows that have come out over this year, whether that's additional shows like the boys and stranger things or new original things like that. So I've got a little list of TV shows. If you'd humor me, um, white Lotus. Now I didn't know what this show was until December. I kept seeing it trending on social media all the time and people talking about it. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll watch one episode with the wife and see how we get on mate. We binged the first season within a week and then we binged the second season straight after. Now, if you've not heard of it, the concept is basically, it's just a luxury hotel. And it's what happens at the events at this hotel over a week. And it's a very self-contained story. It'll be three or four people. They're all kind of terrible people in their own way. Interesting actors doing interesting things. It's very, very, it, you can't predict where it's going to go. There's no real through line between that and the second season other than one guest goes from staying at that hotel to staying to another hotel because it's White Lotus is a chain around the world. It's a great concept, new cast, so every year it's going to be different. If you've not seen it, give it a go. Have you, have you heard about this, guys? Has this been on your radar at all? heard of it but not seen anything so something to give a look to once i finish off stranger things absolutely now mikey i think this is probably your tv show of 2022 and i loved hearing you discover this and you were sending me messages as certain scenes were happening peacemaker <laughs> uh yeah that was I, I i forgot that i watched it if i'm honest uh, when you said that i was like what the fuck did i watch it was pretty fun <laughs> you sent me a message saying, i never thought i'd see a naked john cena plowing a girl in the bathroom while singing a fucking acdc song or whatever yeah that honestly yeah that wow. was um i found the first i found with peacemaker like i kind of split it in half the season the first season i was like what in the hell is happening this is a lot of fun I will say I found the shtick getting quite grating by the end. Like, I can't do so much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it all goes I, a long way. I felt like the, um, with Peacemaker, I felt like they landed on a gimmick and it went too much. Like, I mean, it was, it, I, I ended up, it was too much for me. You know yeah. what I mean? And that the finale bit where the Justice League turned up for a second... That's like that's that's another example of James Gunn maybe shitting on things a little bit too much by doing like the fish fucker jokes and that that kind of stuff. That's a bit, you know, it's just again I'm being a big bad baby. But I felt like with 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 the 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 peacemaker stuff, he reminded me of Mr. Burns, where he right. goes, you know, um, there's a there's a there's a nuclear power plant here, but it's powering this room right now. But where's the heart? 
that I always think of that. <laughs> I think of that line. And when I was watching Peacemaker, and whenever I've watched pretty much anything from DC outside of Joker and um, the Batman, I just, I, I, I just Where find myself thinking, yeah. where's the heart? I don't know what this is and I don't know why I'm meant to feel about it other than just be looking at it and going, that's a thing I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Or it's like <laughs> with Peacemaker, I'm meant to be laughing because they're being really rude. You know what I mean? And that's, it feels programmed for me to have a reaction without it meaning anything. And that's, I think that's probably why, like with the latest Marvel films, um, oh, the Thor, Love and Thunder especially, like they they now lean massively into the that style that kind of house marvel style like the early marvel films they all because they were different directors right they're all just all over yep. the place and like the tone and shit was all kinds of different now i feel like they're all basically the same and but with marvel like it's that's kind of how it is now so i'm used to it and i feel yeah. like we've had D, 30 films to condition like, do you know what i mean and they and, and they've yeah. they've kind of earned that with me now do you know what i mean They've yeah. had their big serious finale, and now all I really want to do is rock up and see some Thor Enjoy having a good some time. Of these characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas with DC, I watch it and it's like they beat me over the head with "This is funny. You need to laugh. Look at the funny humor. Ha ha ha." You know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, you don't. Re- that's not how this works, dude. You know, yeah. this isn't how this works. Earn DC. My, earn my fandom. Yeah, and that I found with Peacemaker, outside of my initial, what in the shit is happening? I I didn't I have to say the more it went on the less I enjoyed it. Well, fair enough. I mean it did get a bit of a CG fest at the end and I I do concur with that. But I think we just all of us were not expecting it to st- to be that good to begin with of like oh this is actually a joy about John Cena again is a revelation like he's a fucking great actor when he gets given the chops to kind of be himself and do the kind of nerdy stuff he was great in that Bumblebee movie as well by the way um so another TV show which I thought kicked ass uh, it's an Apple TV exclusive Severance I can't tell you what this show's about and I've watched it um but the basic premise if you've not seen it and I do encourage you to try and find a link to it or if you've got an Apple TV account give it a go is these people work at a secret office and every time they turn up when they walk in through the doors their brain has something in them to make them forget what they do for a living as in they don't know that it's like a different person goes into the building and then when they leave they have no memory about what they've been doing for their job and it's fascinating. That's all I can say. Um, it's incredible. There's a reason why it's won all the awards. The guy that we mentioned, the the dude who used to be in the Transformers movies, who's uh, who's Falcone in the Batman. He's he's a lead character in it. He's fantastic. Um, Adam Scott is in it. He's amazing as well. Um, so like yeah, real like surprise package. Ben Stiller ironically uh wrote it and directed it um and uh, like you wouldn't think that he would have something like this in him um it's amazing it won all the emmys and it deserved so did this was this ever on your radar guys did you hear about this over here again another one i heard of but didn't know anything about because i don't have apple tv well get on the dodgy links my friend and go for that um uh, on the stream <laughs> as well we're still talking about the boys season three uh mikey would you did you discover the boys this year was that woods i can't remember um, I also watched some of the boys. What well, my wife, yeah, she watched hey. it, and I dipped in and out. Um, yeah, it's something I should probably watch properly, to be honest. But um, yeah, from what I saw, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it was good. I've I've discovered them this year as well. Oh, um, I love it. And I've watched most of. I think I'm at the just at the end of the first season, 
So I've still got quite a bit to catch up on, but I have now discovered it and it is very, very good. I yes. will say this, Homelander is one of the greatest modern characters of our time. <laughs> I'll just leave He's it He's a disturbing that. individual. It's what Superman probably would have really been like. <laughs> mm. uh, anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You know, if you do get back to it, please do. Um, in the mm-hmm. interest of time, because we want to talk about video games, of course, there's just a couple of honourable mentions I want to talk about. Succession, I think that was this year. Absolutely incredible. House of the Dragon. Hemming, you said you were going to binge it at some point. Have you had the chance to binge it yet? Not got round to it yet, but I will do. Report back. Mikey, it's safe for you yes, to open up your heart to Game of Thrones stuff again. House of the Dragon is good. Right. Um, and that's all I'm going to leave on for the uh, TV show stuff. I, I, have, I have one more, and I'm just going to Google to see whether when it came out. Hang on. <laughs> 2018. Uh, yeah. I really like that show, Lost. <laughs> yeah. Alex, no, no, it came out, in, like Lost. came out in 2022. Um, another Apple TV one, Slow Horses. Ah, yeah, you keep um, saying it. it's got um, it's got uh, our boy in it, um, Mr. Churchill himself, Gary Oldman. Uh, there we go. Yes. Yeah. What is this show about? Uh, it's based off a series of books. Um, they're 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 called Sla- they're, I think the books are called Slough House. Um, essentially, it's uh, basically Slough House is a place where the people that are in MI5 who have fucked up, they get sent to instead of being fired. <laughs> love it so and they go there and they're known at this place as slow horses and they basically have to do the worst shit munching tasks in the world basically and the boss there <laughs> is a guy called jackson lamb yeah and that is <laughs> what a name. that is gary oldman and his basically entire gimmick is expecting these people to quit out of boredom or frustration or what have you um and yeah, basically they season two just came out, hasn't it? Yeah, we've been me and Slew yeah. watching it. And season one, I found genuinely really, really good because um, they get involved in a um, a plot of sorts. Let's just say it's just like a straight man thing, as in like everyone's deadpan. It's like yeah, you fucked up. Your fuck ups are like you. My mission's gone awry, or is it like a uh, Officer Dibble? Uh, I've lost my uh, my my sharpener. No, no, oh, no. you've got to go to the slow horses. Is it a comedy or is it like a straight thing? It's straight. It's not a comedy. They're playing it straight, right? Yeah, right. and it, but it's it's yeah. it's genuinely great, and I have to say, Oldman's performance as Jackson Lamb is fan fucking tastic. It's almost like he's an Oscar-winning actor, strutting his stuff like a show horse. <laughs> like I, he, like genuinely, he disgusts mm. me in this show. Um, <laughs> I had to watch him eat a ramen the other day, and I nearly was sick. <laughs> 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 okay, I, I'm just going to have to see that scene and find out what's going on. Oh, love it, love it, love it. All right, okay. Gentlemen, we have talked about pop culture, but let's talk about video games. Now, for 2022, uh, I have got some categories. I'd like you to shout your categories. If you've got additional ones, add them in. Um, so I'm going to list out all the categories so you, mm. you know in advance. So then we'll, I'll come back to them and then we start talking about them, okay? So your best gaming experience of 2022. What it says, best video game. It's probably your best video game of 2022. Best video game you played that was not released in 2022. So, you know, if you've discovered like a PSN or just decided now's the time you picked up, yeah, that's it. My expectations were low, but fuck me. Um, basically, a video game that you thought was going to be shit, but it turned out to be even fucking worse than you liked off of that. <laughs> uh, your biggest surprise of 2022. So, a video game that surprised you. It's like a video game that surprised you. It could be news that surprised you as well. 
Then this category, which I mentioned earlier on in the year, so uh, previous pod fans might remember this category, Excelsior. Um, of, I was really hyped for this, but then I played it and I was really sad. Um, that was uh, that, that, that category. Uh, the greatest thing to happen in 22. Again, it could be news, it could be video game, anything to do in that world. And then finally, uh, the suckiest thing to happen in 2022. Now, I'm going to start, let's start with the, your best gaming experience of 2022. Mine's going to be really boring and it's probably going to be the same as what you're both going to say. So I'm yeah, going to say what it's probably going to say. What was your best gaming experience of 2022? Yeah, it's Elden Ring, isn't it? Yeah, that ring's pretty Yeah. Cool, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bloody amazing that game. And uh it it's now the most awarded game ever. I so, beat The Last of Us by one award this week, it has, is it? Hey, it's now got a second. It's got a golden lasagna from our podcast right here. Yes! Thank you. Congratulations, yes! Elden Ring. Well done. <laughs> well deserved. Five. Five We're lasagna. so glad we could help. <laughs> no, it, uh, it I know we've literally something. spent like hours talking about this game, but let's talk about yeah. this game a little bit more. Having a lot of you then, Mikey, your thoughts on this game. Go. It is something that is unique and, you know, an experience that is familiar but so different because we know the Dark Souls style. You've played the Dark Souls games. It's got the corridors. It's got the tightly packed enemies. Stick that in an open world and you think it shouldn't really work. It's going to be just a big empty expanse with a couple of little dungeons in it. And it's just not. Every part of that world is so densely packed with with stuff, with mysteries, with items, with enemies hidden around corners, with freaking dragons. You walk around a corner up a hill and just a giant lightning-breathing dragon will fly around and destroy you. Have you kind of lost Hemming? Yeah. We've had a few technical things this pod, haven't we? He's now doing a Radio Gaga impersonation by the looks of it. Uh, I think what he's saying is that he absolutely fucking loved the game. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, you're, I mean, you're, you're the souls man. You're the person that gives us the, the soul level on this. So, I mean, for you, what else can you say about Elden Ring that's not already been said? Nothing, to be, to be, to be brutally honest with you, nothing. Um, it's a masterpiece of design, of feeling, of just, uh, just everything. Um, the... Uh, when it comes to Souls games, I don't enjoy the boss fights. I'm not a boss person in, in these games. I always summon or get help because I, 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 I'm not interested in boss fights. They irritate me. Um, I, I like I like I like the world. I like I like I like progressing through and getting past the boss. Is very satisfying, but I don't relish it. With Elden Ring, the fact that I can just go, you know what? I'm gonna come back here another time and just do a 180 and walk in that direction instead. That just blows my mind and the first time i got into the world and i saw that big motherfucker on the horse and he just pumped me into oblivion straight away and then 60 hours later i rocked up and just made i, I mangled him was just a very satisfying feeling and not not many other games other than the ring have given me that feeling hemming is uh, back completely, though completely agree hemming you back with pal i don't know what happened there that was so strange but yeah, the Matrix has got you. Matrix you has got Andrew me. Tate will be locked up soon. Oh god, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring's very good. I echo everything that you've probably just said. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say that that um, you know, just to, to add to to that, the community this game has got is incredible. It makes me feel like I'm the worst gamer in the history of gaming because I still haven't end credited this game yet, even though I am level 180 now. Um, I, oh, I haven't have, either, by the way. 
It's so hard. Honestly, don't feel bad. I was I was lucky that I played it at a time where there were so many exploits still before they patched everything. If they patched them all yeah. up, that is tighter than a nun's what's it, my friend. Indeed. There is no way you are going to do this game unless you are very good, unfortunately. But um, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'll get there. I'll be like that trade that could. I think I can. I think I can. I will get there. You will. Um, but I did see that there's this Twitch streamer. I can't remember her name. I'll, I'll make sure that we, we tweet her name at some point. She has programmed a dance mat. It's the dance mat girl. She's incredible. She, she can complete the game with no levelling up, no equipment, and using a dance mat. And I'm there, 175, with every end game weapon you can conceive, all levelled up to the max. Have you, I can't do this still. Just to make you feel even worse, have you seen that she's actually started playing the game in twice? So she's playing it on a controller whilst also playing it on a dance mat and beating bosses at the same time. It's it's sickening. I, I haven't I'm not happy about it. <laughs> uh, we'll send your videos, man. It's it's absolutely insane. So yeah, look, yeah, it's, it's no surprise. The best gaming experience of 2022 was uh, Elden Ring. Uh, is there any honourable mentions you want to give? I never played Ragnarok, so I can't do the honourable mention to Ragnarok. Could you do it, Hemming? Yes, I can. Uh, but oh, with it, a but, well, yeah, I think I mentioned it in the one with uh, the podcast with AJ. It doesn't change enough from the previous God of War that it really blew my socks off. It was very, very good. It's very polished. The story's great. Did cut some onions at the end, but didn't blow me away. There you go. All right, fair enough. Well, let's move on to the best game you played that was not released in 2022. Mm. I think I might beat Hemmings the punch on this one. Um, Cyberpunk. Uh, that update they done that's kind of my biggest surprise at the same time of 2022 of actually it's a pretty good game and this is the game you should have released and if you've released this game hot damn you would have been a game of the year contender easily yeah absolutely it's ridiculously good um, and it's just such a shame that it did release in the state it did because there's going to be well luckily for them edge runners came out the anime got a lot more eyeballs on it what and it saved yeah, them, that really. definitely helped it, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree on that. Um, another game that I discovered, um, when I say I discovered, I mean, I personally discovered it. I didn't discover it for the fucking world. Oh, congratulations. The whole world was telling me this game was great. Um, was, uh, was Tetris. Um, Tetris. <laughs> was Tetris. Uh, connected. I discovered <laughs> I'm, Tetris. I'm glad you I don't know if you've ever heard it. this game called Tetris. It's really good, man. The soundtrack's banging. Yeah, um, yeah it's right. Now, playing Tetris uh, connected, uh, effect connected, I should say, um, I didn't think Tetris could make me feel the way I do about that game. Um, it's therapy. It's uh, it's a conundrum. It's an enigma. It's You can play it straight as you played an original Tetris game, or you can utilise all the new features they've done of slowing down and warping and everything else in between. Um, and again, that soundtrack, oh, hot damn. Um, yeah, that's that's for me. Mm. Here we go. Mikey, is there a game that wasn't released in 2022 that you enjoyed immensely this year? Um, Dragon Quest. <laughs> Yes. He does. He loves his Dragon Quest, doesn't he? <laughs> Dragon Quest. What caused you to revisit that recently? Um, it is... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, all, I The thing is, I haven't had much time this year to play very many video games. And um, the Switch has come into its own. And whenever I boot it up, I'm met with either Skyrim or Dragon Quest. 
and <laughs> dread it. Run and I'm just it. like, and Skyrim I've been, I love Skyrim, right? I've start, I started a new game in it like two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing again and I'm doing things I'd never done before on the bloody thing. But mm-hmm. um, I just love, man, Dragon Quest is just so good. I, it's just so good. I, you know how much I hate stories and games. Like, it sounds stupid. Right? I was going to say, because Dragon Quest is like a 100-hour story. Yeah, and it's great. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love all the characters. <laughs> I love Sylvando. I love, I love them all. I love Rab and the fact that he likes dirty books. Like I, love, <laughs> like, I love it all, man. I love the story. The story is really, really good. And I, awesome. I like all of the characters. It's happened to me. I've, I've become invested in these fucking little annoying characters. And, and they're you've great. got so much more left as well. You, I think you said you're at chapter nine now. Um, I'm just about to go get up the tree. Oh, so you've only just made it to Yggdrasil? Yeah. Oof. And I, Dude, I've been playing this game for like two years now. You know, the best thing is you're only about halfway through. I know. This is it. <laughs> I'm only, I'm not even far. And I know how much better it's going to get. But like, I don't, the thing is, I don't get much time to play games. Uh, it sounds stupid because like especially this year buying a house getting married like it's been a busy ass year and i my mate i told you i didn't watch too much tv over christmas i spent a lot of it just sitting down and decompressing with my switch man and just going you know what ah uh, and I, I installed i got my playstation set up and i've been playing psn games one of them was tetris effect played it for 20 minutes felt sick uninstalled it um <laughs> Yeah. I felt really queasy, mate. I was watching it going, nah, man, my brain can't handle this shit. Fuck this. Which is annoying because I love Tetris. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, was, that would be my answer. Would be, it would be a bit of the old Dragon Quest XI. It's on PSN so, as well. Uh, so if you are interested in giving it a goose, I would encourage it because it's really, really good. Uh, I think that the phrase that people use for it is it's comfort food. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that is exactly exactly correct um there's one other game that i've played a lot of this year um which is wasn't released in 2022 and that was uh, civilization 6 uh i played ah, a fuck ton yes. of that yeah you bonded with your brother-in-law in this didn't you yeah massively so um <laughs> big fan of civ 6 man nice nice and uh, tetris effects one man's steak is another man's lasagna <laughs> exactly. there you go indeed <laughs> Best game not released in 2022. Yeah, it's one that I've been meaning to get around to for a long time and finally did. Uh, Return of the Oberdeen, which I absolutely just fell in love with the game. It's only about three hours long, but it's just incredible. And it is something, the art style is, I've seen nothing like it in anything else. It's, I think they call it 1D, and it's hard to explain, but if you stand still, it's a pixel image but you can walk around it and it's fully 3D. It's incredible. And it's all about this murder mystery on the Oberdeen. The ship has turned up. Everybody's dead. You're sent on to investigate and find out what happened. You go up to a body with your magic compass and you're sent back in time to the moment that person died. And you get a brief bit of noise hearing what happened. And then this amazing scene just appears of somebody with a gun blowing up right in their face or as it develops later on, a few supernatural things come in. It's, it was an experience, and I loved it. And I highly recommend it. I think it's on the PS Plus service and Game Pass. Well worth giving a go. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, an honourable mention, uh, I said this on the last pod, was that I actually completed God of War finally. And turns out it's quite a good game. 
It is. I, once I got past the bit I kept getting stuck and not clicking with, I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I look forward to talking about Ragnarok next year. Um, okay, let's move on to... My expectations were low, but fuck me. Um, there's only one game that fits into this. I was a sucker. And even though I said I knew this game was going to suck... And I even said it on the pod. I know it sucks, but it's kind of got me by the balls. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. Gotham Knights. I bought it. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, I'm just going to say one thing. The biggest sin this game could commit, other than there's no Batman in a Batman game, is what's probably the best part, one of the best things about a, a Arkham game. What's this? Satisfying combat, right? Yes, yes, you're right. And what makes that gameplay so satisfying? It's smooth, it's flowing, you know, you've got the dodge buttons, you just counter-attack. All of those so things. Good. All of those things. Yeah. The responsiveness uh, of this game. Yeah. It feels like I'm playing a fucking Stadia game. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wanted to record a video on my phone where I was playing it the other night, but I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not that sad, but I am that sad. I'll send it to you later. Of I moved the right stick, then my guy moves on the screen. Oh, no. Move left, then he goes left. Oh. I press punch. He then punches. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. I, the only way I'd accept that sort of flow is if it was a narrative point of you're playing a Dark Knight Returns Batman and he's old and grizzled and he's kind of struggling. Right. I was playing as, as fucking Nightwing, who supposedly is the quicker, faster, younger, the guy with the ass. He's the fucking guy you're playing as. You expect it when you press fucking punch, that motherfucker punches through that wall quick. No, that's the biggest sin this game could commit. So I got 10 minutes in because, quite frankly, the story's interesting. I see it as a what if. What if Batman died? How would Gotham, you know, all that sort of thing. It would make excellent DLC to a good Batman game, as I think we made as a bit of a joke before. Legitimately, oh, no. like, the cutscenes are good. They're interesting. But I've got 10 minutes in and I'm like, nope, <laughs> uninstalled. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the bar was low, but fuck me. You really did make a crap game there. I'm sorry. Um, also, the Gotham in Arkham City, a game that is 10 years older than this game, is more compelling to go around, has more interactivity to it. Now, they have added in civilians. And, you know, you know when, like, you know when people like, how, yeah, I know, oh, spoilers, Adam. Yeah, I know for the first time ever on the four, no fifth attempt of having Gotham City for these people, <laughs> they've actually find a narrative point to actually keep civilians in the streets. There's not that many of them, and you know what? I thought, you know, what? I think Spider-Man solved this problem for them because Spider-Man solved this problem amazingly. It was every time you're Spider-Man and you go near a civilian and you go to attack them, Spider-Man would not punch them. He would pose for a selfie or he would say something cool. I thought, surely they're gonna just do that right like surely that's what they'll do so um yeah i'm nightwing i see a civilian i go up to him i can cut him in the face <laughs> and then they get up and just go ah, ah he's attacking me <laughs> and run away and i'm like well now i don't feel like nightwing oh, i'm the savior <laughs> i feel like a dick me. Yeah, no, I feel like it. <laughs> hey! uh, yeah, no, that was a twat. Um, so yeah, the bar was low, but god damn it, you, you. I mean, there's a reason why there will be no DLC for this game. There's a reason why halfway through development they went, we are no longer releasing this on previous gen consoles. It's because they they knew what they had and gone. We've already spent a lot of time and effort in this. We just need to get this out the door and move on very very quickly. It's the team that made Origins, isn't it? So yeah, Origins was jank. And this no, no, is more you had, jank. You had a good system already. 
Like yeah. the origins wasn't that fucking bad compared to no, the other true. ones. This one is like this is like the this is the Matthew Jackson of Batman games, right? <laughs> Sorry, very inside joke. I'm only joking, Jackson. I love you, but this is like the the worst possible thing that could ever have happened in the history of Batman, including when they killed him. Oh dear. Anyway, I'm so sorry. is there any other games that you had low expectations for but somehow managed to not meet those low expectations? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go get my spade to dig it out after Mikey buried it about six months ago. <laughs> we need to just leave a little marker here and just say, please revisit episode and... <laughs> <laughs> please check out episode 32, Excelsior. Yeah, yeah that wasn't great. <laughs> uh, uh, let's not open up old, old wounds no, no. But, I mean, uh, yes we, we know your thoughts on it <laughs> I've, I've got one and it's probably one that you you likely neither have played nor heard of but it was called Dragon Ball the Breakers so I've heard a lot of people slag this game off and with good reason it is awful it looks awful it plays awful it's a Dragon Ball game where you don't play as a powerful shooty Dragon Ball alien man who can fire beams out of your hands you play just as a civilian who gathers keys and hides. Huh? Ah, the awful. old key hey, game, eh? It's hey. awful. And it's filled, I think filled with microtransactions. I think about collecting keys, don't you? Oh, it's, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. it's actually a silent K-E-Y. It's actually Dragon Ball Keys. Dragon Ball Keys. Dragon Ball Keys. <laughs> it's awful. Don't play uh, it. Um, I have Fair one enough. more. I, I have one oh, more. Oh, please, sorry. please. Give um, us another one. I I was a sucker and I did get Pokemon uh, Violet, and I'm unable to play it. What? Um, <laughs> oh no! It's it's it, I, I re- it's just fucking awfully done. Like I I can't I can't, I literally cannot play it. I have tried several times to put it on and go right. I'm going to enjoy this because I've heard it's good, and I, it's just it's just a pile of shit. Um, I can see there's good ideas in this thing, but the performance of it is rendering it unplayable for me. I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's just like, it's it's a misery to play. And that Mm. isn't what a game should be. I'll accept, like, I'll accept dodgy frame pacing. I'll accept, like, Bloodborne had the worst frame pacing you've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? But I, I don't mind jankiness in video games, but this is genuinely unacceptable. And... The fact that it's been out what two months now, mm-hmm. and they haven't, they, then there's no signs of it ever being fixed. They fixed. They put a patch out quite early on that made it yeah, a which, little which bit better. Fixed an but... ex, which fixed an item du- uh, duplicate exploit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the priority. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fuck, yeah, fuck Square I'm, Enix, not Square Enix games. Not Square Enix. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I mentioned that in the pod with AJ. It it doesn't run well at all. I'm. I can somehow look past it because I think I've just played enough jank in my time that my brain is like, ah, oh, this is fine. But I can un- completely understand where you're coming from. Hemming can find sugar in a salt shaker. Um, let's, move, let's move on to the category of, I was really hyped at first, but then I played it and now I'm sad. Um, my <laughs> my game for this category is Dying Light 2. Um, I, I adore the Dying Light games. I've said it before, one of the greatest games i've ever played i loved it dying light 2 is literally 
no different to Dying Light 1. It could have been released 10 minutes afterwards. Why has it been like eight years? And it doesn't really do anything. So that makes me sad. It doesn't move the envelope in ways that I would have liked it to have done. Uh, fair play to them for sticking with it. Um, I have a feeling everyone who's waiting for Dead Island 2 is going to be saying the exact same thing when that comes out as well. Was there a game that you were hyped about that you were disappointed with? It sounds like it was your Pokemon game, Mikey. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a prime a prime candidate to be honest. Oh. I mean, for for me, it was uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, when I saw all the, oh, yeah, the trailers, that's like, like this pedigree that made yeah, that game, right? Bethesda, the guys that that's uh, publishing house the dude behind who made it. Evil Within exactly. and Resident Evil Four. Yeah, um, it's just meh. It looked like it could have been really interesting and fun. A game like that should not be meh. The combat is just really, really meh, and it's not scary. There's nothing about it that's scary at all. It's got some nice visuals, but I was hoping for a lot more, and it ends up just being an open-world collectathon, And that's not really what I was in it for. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's pick the mood up and go, what was the biggest surprise of 2022? If you guys don't say it, I will say it, because... There's a game that's come out this year that has captivated all of you guys, all of our friends, a lot of our family members, and it has made something very accessible for everyone. Is it Marvel Snap? Is that where we're going? Has to be, surely that's, that's the biggest surprise. That's, I'm of literally right? playing it as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. I thought you were doing research yourself. <laughs> He's got that much of an addiction. Look at some of my veins. I mean, yeah, who would have thought that uh, a free Marvel game for your mobile would have the compelling impact that it has had? And also the quality, the bar of quality of this game it's is so high. I mean, off. I don't play mobile games, like, but I play this. It's the only game that I have installed on my phone, and it has my money as well. Whenever a season pass comes out, I'm like, I won't buy that. About a week in, actually, yes, I've just bought it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, at the start do of the episode. you have Zabu? I do have Zabu, yeah. Yes, of course I do. Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I fucking do. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Um, at the start of every episode, you always ask, what are we playing? Unless yeah. we say otherwise, assume we're playing Marvel Snap, because yes, we are still playing Marvel Snap and will be forever. We're always playing fucking Marvel Snap. <laughs> I just hope that no idiot up top with a big cigar goes, ha, we should monetize this better, and like makes it crap. That's just my hope. It's not gonna I mean, the monetization stuff is actually, there is no incentive, for me at least, to buy it. You look at the store, and there was something the other day that was there for 45 quid, and it was two cards and a little plaque, and I was like, no one's yeah, actually going to no buy that. Lo- yeah, I'll be luring kids, though. That's the problem with that sort of stuff, right? <sighs> Maybe. Kid to do it. I think the pricing not. is so outrageous that I don't think it does, to be, to be honest. That's the thing. And also, if you look at the things which are in the store, um, they look like shit. A lot of the, like, they had uh, <laughs> one, and it was like, the fuck is that? That looks awful. Um, I don't know why they put that shit in the store in the first place, but... Um, Ah, uh, mate, it's the it's my game of the year, if I'm honest. Outside of a no, Love it. outside of Elden Ring, Elden Ring. It was my number two, yeah. Yeah, it's my number two. Fantastic. Well, I I, I concur with that the biggest surprise of 2022. Um, while we while we're on the good vibes, let's talk about the greatest thing to have happened in 2022. This could be still, this could be a video game, this could be news, this could be anything in between. Um, for me, the greatest thing to have happened in 2022 was the PSN changes. 
um, the new back catalogue becoming available to everyone. It's giving more accessibility to a massive catalogue of games that used to be always behind a paywall of either a very high fee for that individual game or you'd buy it during the sale if you were lucky sort of thing. And people that have missed the previous generation, so someone like Moles, hearing him discover these games again and again, is amazing. And some of myself who's played the big... Ten, I played the tentpole games of a year, so I've played your, your Days Gone's, your, your fucking, you know, the, the big first party releases that happen, your Last of Us's, etc. But I hadn't played your Tetris effects. I haven't played your Outer Wilds. I hadn't played that kind of stuff. And for me, ah, oh, that is so good. Like, I'm so happy that Sony finally done what we've all been asking for. Uh, you know, what Game Pass has been doing. We've always, we all looked over at Game Pass with envious eyes and gone, that's pretty dope. And now we've got our version. And some might say it's better. I'm not going to have that argument. I just think it's great it's there. So for me, that's probably been the greatest gaming thing to happen in 2022. Yeah, I, I would definitely back that one up. Another one for me is just a bit of Schadenfreude. Uh, Stadia died. That was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> I love the fact that there's an actual word in German that equals taking uh, enjoyment out of someone's misery (laughs) or failure. I very much enjoyed watching that fail miserably. (laughs) 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 Because the PSN thing would be be my big one as well. Just having that access to all those games at a pretty reasonable price is awesome. I will say this, though. Platinum tier or whatever fucking super duper top tier is not worth the bones. It's really don't not. do it. No, we said when it come through, we would judge it after six or so months. It's been six or so months. How many additional games have they added to that classic back catalogue? Fuck all. Well, have they put the original Metal Gear Solid in there? No, 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 Adam, no, likey. They've tried to sort of fiddle a little bit by claiming remasters of games that were on the PS3 on in that tier because they're classic games. And that's just... It was to pay extra to play. Exactly. That's not the point. People wanted your PS1 games, your PSP games, your PS2 games, not, you know, a remaster of a PS3 game that's available on the PS5, but you're just going to hide it in this category because it's classic. Yeah, it's not not great. Mm. Not great. Uh, Exactly. Mr. Carton Edwards, is there anything else to add to the greatest thing to have happened in 22... Nah, Apart from, from you getting married, of course. <laughs> no, nothing else. House. Nothing else from me, dude. Um, I think I, I gazed upon my hours spent on Football Manager with a a quiet beauty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Long you know what? That actually might come down to one of my disappointments of the of the of the year. Um, the, oh, what the, the latest one? I love the new. The new one's really good. But it should have been so much more. I'm still there's still there's 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 things in there. Like I'm a, I'm a I'm a man that puts a thousand hours a year into this fucking franchise. So you you and can smell the difference between them. The for those of you who like Football Manager, the uh, the 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 match engine is genuinely excellent this year. It's the best it's ever been by far. It's there's there's it's, it's chaos. I, I, I play a, a delightful brand of possession football with my Betis team, which wouldn't have worked last year. Just wouldn't have worked. And it would never have worked on any of the years before, to be frank. Um, international management is still garbage. Set piece assignments for corners is still garbage. There's things like that, which have been an issue year upon year upon year. Um, and they're still not fixed. And it's like, for a game that came out at the World Cup, 
you'd think they would have made international management actually doable. As it stands right now, there is no physical way for you to start a World Cup and be able to rest players between games. So I guarantee you, if you play, let's say you play three group games, uh, a 16, a quarterfinal, a semifinal, and a final, right? If you try to play the same team for all of that, by the final, they'd all be in red. They'd all be in red. You, you will not Pretty be able poor, to do it, it? Um, because you have no control over your staff or what the staff do, and you have no control over training for your international team. So you cannot say how to rest players. It's impossible. So like, if you watch every World Cup final on the game, even the ones you're not involved in, it will be full of players that are just either fucked or the like the tw- like the the third choice options because the first team is all completely cooked, and it's like that's not what happens in 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 the World Cup in regular football, you know. So yeah, it's that's just not life. Yeah, disappointing. And football is life. Oh, oh hey, wait, wait. What was the other thing? What was the question? So the greatest thing to happen in 22. Steam Deck. Ah, yeah, talk to me. This this thing looks incredible, and this looks like it's going to take. Do we think this is a Switch killer? No, uh, no, because because it's it's Nintendo. Completely separate, exactly. Uh, I was very depressed at reading a billion articles like that, and I'm glad to hear that we are in agreement that no, you can you can have peanut butter and jelly. It's fine, um, but yeah, I if think you want to play Metal Gear Solid, mate, it gets down a little bit. It won't go down a little bit. All right, it needs to come down a lot. <laughs> um, when I give up and just pay the full term price, then the fucking price will come um, down. Just, I just to say, well, just as a, a word to the wise, Mister Flint, if you're looking for a Steam Deck, yes, there's three options, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to tell you what those options, what what those prices are right now. Um, so as it stands, you've got the 349 pound version, where you Ooh. get 64 gig of memory. Four hundred and fifty nine pounds for two five six, and five hundred and sixty nine pounds for five twelve, and a uh, an anti glare etched glass thingamajiggy, right? All cheaper than the PSVR two. Right, the big expensive Primo version, the five six nine version. Don't get it. The screen, whilst it's anti glare and you can use it outside, the screen isn't very good. So wipe that one off your Christmas list. Do not buy it. Now you left with two more: the middle choice and the cheapo choice. You'd think, typically, well, I'll go for the middle one, bruv, because that'll do. That'll give me the best thing. Absolutely fucking not. If you're oh. a person that buys the middle one, you're a fool. Because the Steam Deck allows you to upgrade that sucker with, oh, I see. with, with, with the expandable storage, you see. And considering that you can go and get yourselves uh, a 512 gigabyte fucking thing for not very much money for less than the yeah. price for the medium one would be. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah? exactly. I've got you a massive little thing in my this. Switch, which means I have a massive library at my fingertips and I'll do the same thing with this. Yeah, so if you're I also have with... an amazing Steam library from whenever they're just giving out games for free. I just go buy them. I, can't, I, don't, I don't play them, but I'd like to just log in and go, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. And like you say, the original Metal Gear games you're able to play off of that as well. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so if you're leaving the market for Steam Deck, get, just get the cheap one. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, I Fair am enough. very much. I am so torn between getting a PlayStation Five or a Steam Deck. That is my big. Uh, I think I'll go. If, honestly, I say this as a PS Five owner. There's not enough exclusives 
to warrant spending the money that a PS5 costs right now. If you've got a PS4 and it's running okay. Yeah, and I mean, the amount of time you say that you have to game as well, to just be able to do it on the go, on the Steam Deck, this, this, sounds great. exactly what I'm thinking, because from a PS5 perspective, um, by all accounts, like, I can still play Elden Ring. Yes. Yep. And God of War Ragnarok seems to be a little bit disappointing. It's, it's good. It's not a console seller, though. No. Uh, what else is on it? I mean, the only other game... What's that? God of War Ragnarok is on on PS4. The only only thing that I've wanted to play, which I haven't been able to play, is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, I'm hearing really good things about that. I really want it. How many 70 hours it takes to complete? It's Marvel And that's not being a completist. That's the dream. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, let's 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 just move on to the suckiest thing to happen in 22. Um, I've got two things that suck for 2022. One of them is the price point for VR, uh, PSVR 2. Boo. You stole my uh, point, yes. Ah, oh, sorry. It, no, and then the, se- the second one, um, which does bring a bit of a, a tear to my eye, and I'm wearing a shirt in in memorandum of him, is the passing of Kevin Conroy. Um He's Batman and the voice of Batman and the voice of a generation. And he represented so much. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think it could be understated how much that man meant, um, not just to the, the Batman community, but to the voice acting community as a whole. Um, you know, he really did embody what it meant to, to be a beloved character like that. Um, no, so yeah, brilliant. for me, those are the suckiest things that happened over 2022 pop culture, video games. He was Hemming. Mm. Did you have anything else? Uh, the the VR price point for me is probably the big one because it's just so obtrusively high. You've got to already own a PS5 for 500 quid to then buy the VR for an extra 500 quid on top of that to play some tech demos. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. It sounds like it's just going to trick some... And, uh, nft people to buy it and that'll be about it yeah well um. the, the other thing as well that is um the killing of the overwatch servers overwatch one so overwatch right. two came out this year and it's not really a sequel it's the same game but with additional stuff and changes to it so they went yeah you know the old overwatch they used to play you're gonna have to get rid of that close the server download this new application and all the stuff you've earned you're going to have to re-unlock it by buying a season pass and getting up to, like, level 50 to get a new character. It's awful. They've just monetized it in a terrible way. Blizzard Activision are nasty people. Yeah, actually, while we're talking about Blizzard Activision, you know, we might as well call out the toxic leadership that still hasn't... Uh, Nothing happened, did it? ...been cleansed to the point where the people affected feel there's been justification done. Um, yeah. Also, you know, the fact that they've been campaigning all year and the unionization for game developers still has not happened. Um, that kind of sucks. Uh, but hopefully changes afoot. Uh, hopefully the the good positive powers will still keep going and the right changes will happen at Activision Blizzard. And the scumbags who are being scumbags, then hopefully they'll get their comeuppance. And the people that aren't scumbags will, will hopefully get vindicated as well fingers crossed uh i think we pretty much covered all the suckiness mikey is there any other sucky things that happened in 22 yeah lots of things but i don't know what they are off the top of my head 
<laughs> Fair enough, sir. All right, gentlemen, we are at one fourteen, and we've not even talked about 2023. Um, rather than go through the entire list of stuff we're looking forward to, because I'm sure we can do that on another pod, I would just like to ask you, two, you're allowed to say two, two games. Two games, okay. One game that you want that you think is going to be your game of the year based on the list that you have seen and another game that you know is not going to be everyone's cup of tea but you are interested you're intrigued to play it you want to play it so if that makes sense so they're probably the 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 reviewer's favorite or your potential reviewer's favorite and then just something that you're like oh i want to play that sounds dope it might not be game of the year but i want to fucking play it uh if you don't mind i would like to cast my die and say that my game of the year next year, no surprise, Resident Evil 4 Remake, I cannot wait. It's one of my favourite games of all time, and they're going to restore it lovingly. I have faith. We Rocky believe. It's not a place. It's a people. <laughs> and then the second game uh, is, I really can't wait to play Atomic Heart. Um, I have a big Bioshock-shaped bio hole in my life, and I feel that this game really does speak to the way Bioshock tells a narrative. Mike is raising those delicious eyebrows. Uh, if you've not seen it, it's a narrative-driven 1950s game setting a alternate future, uh, alternate timeline where the Soviets took over America and you're trying to get out of a city. Batman, uh, Red Sun, is this what? <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially that. Essentially that. And you, are the, you are the Red Sun trying to get out of it. Um, but it's got that really interesting aesthetic to it. It has a... Yeah, it is kind of funny because someone posted a video off on social media saying all new video games have the same fucking premise, right? First person shooter where your left hand's a fucking spirit or ability of some kind and you're shooting around a pretty city of a weird design aesthetic. Every fucking game's like that. And I was like, I couldn't agree more, but I want to play this one. Um, and if they if they touch on the same feels that Bioshock, that original had, then hot damn, you have my heart and you'll have my axe. Hemming, mm. 22. 23. 23. Let's, 23. Let's, Fuck it. Forget the past, man. We're in the future. Uh, move forward. The game of the year for me will probably be Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom if it comes out. I hope it does. I, I, I don't think it's coming out. Nintendo usually hold off, apart from the Pokemon games, they'll hold off if they need to. But if it comes out in 2023, that will be my game of the year and I will be playing a hell of a lot of it next year because Breath of the Wild was just incredible. Uh, my other game, the one that intrigues me, uh, is Lies of P, which is like a Bloodborne-esque game, but in a creepy fairy tale Pinocchio world. And it sounds oh, creepy as hell, and I enjoy that. I don't like the fact that it's a Game Pass exclusive, and they've literally copied everything from Bloodborne. Oh, yeah, Even entirely. the fonts are the same. <laughs> Yeah, like, but I love there's, Bloodborne. There's paying, tri- yeah, no, there's paying, there's paying tribute, and then there's like the buying the laser sword equivalent when you want a fucking lightsaber. Yeah, right? yeah, but but there's not like, been any Bloodborne. You know your mum comes home and goes, it's like when your mum goes, I couldn't get your Ghostbusters toys, <laughs> yeah. but don't worry, I found Phantom Trappers. Right? I, I have hope. I am weirdly intrigued, and I have hope. I want it to be good. Don't dilute the fucking Bloodborne brand by this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm very passionate about this. No, I can tell. Well, so no, I'm sure you I mean, enjoy it, though. I will hope so. But if I will uh, just say, if Legend of Zelda doesn't come out, and I'm sneaking in a third to be sneaky, yeah, uh, sneak it. Silk Song, the sequel to Hollow Knight. If that, that sounds like a, a, a hookup joint for estranged males, but it, it anyway, does. <laughs> but if if Silk Song finally comes out and it's been coming out for like three years now, that will be my game of the year, whichever year it eventually comes out in. Just have to wait and see when that is. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Mr. Carlton Edwards, what are you looking forward to the most and uh, out of the a potential game of the year? And just something else from the, the stuff coming out that you're going to play? Uh, well, I'm going to give it, I'm going to do the old hemming there and be like, yo, it's going to be Zelda because it's going to be fucking Zelda because my God. Um, if that doesn't come out, then the game I. Uh, well, I don't really care about the game of the year shit. I don't like games that other people like, to be honest. So it's like, <laughs> for me, like... Um, Assassin's Creed, Mirage! <laughs> uh, fuck off. Um, there's, two, there's two that I'm looking forward to. Diablo 4. Because um, I know you're talking about how much you hate Blizzard Activision, but uh, Blizzard Activision, I, I, I've... But di- hook Diablo to make my veins and, and make me your slave. Yeah? I don't know what that means. But my God, I want Diablo 4. I fucking love Diablo games. Um, anywho, so that will be the first one. And then AEW Fight Forever. Oh, yeah. Because oh, these are the guys that are like making the classic. Aren't they, they? they are As basically like taking, the attitude era taking No Mercy and putting it, it in, in today. And, uh, and yeah, basically that's all I want in life. I've, I, I have been playing modded No Mercy for the last 20 Oh, 20 years of my life now, and I, I'm ready to have it again properly. I'm ready to pay full price for it this time, so yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I never thought that I would be looking at... When um, you know, it was the, the game that invented the lasagna system, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I never thought that when the second part of that would be announced, and it's coming out next year, like they've... they've a high percentage of this game has been made. I never thought that I wouldn't give as much of a shit as I do. You just and you just I Final Fantasy VII is like one of my favourite games of all time, and the remake was so. I don't know, but it's not. I don't know, but I don't like it. it it's wasn't okay. A remake. It's it was a things. rug pull. Everyone, it, they, it was just a way yeah, for them to make a like, whole new set of Final Fantasy games that are yeah. I know you've, you've played Crisis Core over Christmas, haven't you? I did. We'll yeah, in more detail another time, but yeah, it's. You look sad, Hemming. You look sad at having played Crisis Core. Oh, no, 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 no. I enjoyed Crisis Core. Yeah, the next Crisis playing it. Crisis Core was good because it, it continues the original story. It doesn't deviate. It is then just the original story. Then why do that, story. though? Then why fucking confuse it even more? Why? That's not confusing. Oh, mate, these are the people that made fucking Kingdom Hearts, right? Well, <laughs> okay. We do Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've completely rug-pulled and changed the story and narrative. Oh, by the way, we're going to release an intermittent game between seven remake and seven remake sequel called rebirth and it's not going to be canonically linked to the remakes we've done but it's going to be in the same graphical style as the remakes i mean come on so it is canonically linked because everything that happens in crisis core could technically still happen in the remake apart from the very end it's literally just the ending that they change in remake yeah then but still it's just it's you get it because you know it Yeah, exactly that's the thing Um, like imagine if you've never played like you've only your experience of Final Fantasy has been the re- 7 remake onwards and you go oh this is like my 7.2 before I play my 7.5 again fucking it's the same people that done fucking Kingdom Hearts who fuck the numbers and fuck their story right so it's just it's just weird isn't it <laughs> and why I, yeah I don't know but I'm not super hyped. I will play it because I'm a sucker for Final Fantasy games speaking of Final Fantasy oh, yeah, 16 is coming out very excited for that Mm. That one I'm more excited by. But yeah, uh, you played the Souls like game this year as well, didn't you? Oh my god, Strangers of Paradise. I'd yeah. completely forgotten about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, that was a thing. 
It was. I keep seeing yeah. it on sale, and I'm really tempted. Mm. If I'm the person that sees it on sale, Hemming, either tell me to walk on home, son, or tell me what, you know, a reason why to buy if it. It's I'm a sorry. Tenor, fine. I'm sorry. Did you, is this a Final Fantasy Souls game? Yes. Ish. Ish. What's it called? It's called Strangers of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origins. Um, and it's it's that, that, more that, of that a, lovely title. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it does indeed. <laughs> uh, it's more of a hack and slash action game than a Dark Souls. It's nowhere near as difficult. Why did they that. position it as a Souls-like game? Like, everyone because is, that's everyone just a buzzword. It's, it's a buzzword. Yeah. yeah, I did for a period of about two years. Everyone was like roguelike. Oh, everyone's going to be roguelike. It's oh, the it's so Dark great. Souls of platformers. You know, they they just <laughs> use that for everything now. I feel like that's a great will topic <laughs> of take two genres and smush them together to make a new <laughs> new genre. Moles added to the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Souls like pinball game. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we're, uh, we're, well, we definitely haven't talked 2023 through to satisfaction, but I think we've done this pod to satisfaction. When Moles returns, we'll go through a little bit more the actual stuff that's coming out over the year and how we're hyped for it. But uh, if you've enjoyed this and you liked what you've been listening to, click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Grey Fox Plays. <laughs> Mikey's doing a little jingle dance there. I'm fucking loving it. Um, uh, I'd like to take this moment to thank you, my two wingmen, who we've been doing this podcast now for nearly two years, boys. Fuck me. Um, we might actually do some consistent releasing this year. Michael Carden Edwards. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and Mr. Alex Hemming, the man of the platinum. Thank you so much. I've got 50 in 2022. Let's go for one a week in this year. Let's go. Yes, I love it. How? Love it. Some of them were very quick. <laughs> can you can just, you point just, in the direction? Is it what did you do the ones that you talked about where he's like hold a button down for fucking five no, seconds? No, 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 I don't right. do those. Then that right, the next time you get a platinum that takes like an hour. Yeah. Right. F- send me. I want another platinum. All right? right. I've only got one. Okay. I. What's your one in? Let's just. Let's Mine's just Jack and this. Daxter, the precursor legacy. Oh, nice. nice. Okay, let's just Mine close Resident this pod with a one hour. Well, you see, it's very good. Resident Evil Village is very good. Uh, I played a game on New Year's Eve to get my 50th Platinum, and it's called One Night Stand. And it is on the PSN store, I believe, right now for 39p. And it is a. You buy a Platinum. Kind of. Uh, it's a little visual novel about a man that's woken up in a strange girl's bed, and you've got to figure out who she is, why you're there, and how you got there, and leave successfully. So there you go. Takes about an hour. There we go. Amazing. Uh, well, on that note, uh, thank you so much. And thank you for sticking you. with us through the thick and thin. We appreciate your subscription. Um, I don't know why I'm sounding like a, like, you know, you sponsor a child in another country. <laughs> I'll send Just you my letters. pounds a month. You can save Grey Fox games. <laughs> Just for one, one subscription. It will get you more content like this. And we'll send you pictures of us growing up. We'll write you a letter at Christmas. <laughs> anyway, on that note, till next time.